Clark Nicholson, who with his wife, Melissa Nicholson, are the founders and the creators of the Gamut Theater and our hosts for the 2022 Shakespeare Theater Association Conference, the first live conference in person, masked, vaxxed um, in two years. Uh, uh, they run the Gamut Theater. And is it apocryphal? That that's why you named it the Gamut Theater. Just well, there's a couple like I, I'll say. Oh, it's got a Shakespearean base because there's uh, the quote in Taming of the Shrew of Gamut. I am the root of all accord, which is the musical scale, right? So and because we do comedy and we do Shakespeare, we do children's stuff. I was like, that's the Gamut. But I really named it so I could say I'm Clark and I run the Gamut. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 788, Running the Gamut. Last weekend, the annual conference for the Shakespeare Theater Association was held in person, safely masked and fully vaxxed for the first time since we met in Dallas in January of 2020. And this year, we were the guests of the Gamut Theater in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Under the direction of founders Clark and Melissa Nicholson, the Gamut Theater Group comprises a Shakespeare company, a children's theater, an improv group, and a huge educational program. And I was able to sit down with artistic director Clark Nicholson, who told me how the gamut came to be. We did a lot of children's theater in uh, found spaces. We moved around all over the place. When we did Shakespeare, we were using a lot of historic buildings around town, and we would have to build the set and then take it down. And, you know, it's like basically make a theater, then make the set in the theater, then disassemble both of those things. And, you know, when you're 28 and you're doing it, that's one thing. But when you're, like, rolling towards 40... You're like, oh, what, what can we do, you know? So, And so we lucked out, and there was this old church, which was the first church of God, which was actually the first first church of God. If you ever see a first church of God in the world, that's, they all came out of that building. Wow. Yeah, and uh, but the congregation had gone down below 20 people. Mm. And uh, and then there was a, a, a schism in the 20 about how they felt about gay marriage, and then it just exploded. <laughs> and suddenly the, the building was open, and we got it for a good price. And uh, and people are so nervous when we're, when they're, we're in there because we do theater, which is, you know, is my church, but sometimes things happen in theater that you wouldn't think you'd see in a church. So it was deconsecrated oh. by, by the congregation and, and reconsecrated. And we honor that history. I mean, it yeah. was a church, and we honor that history. History, yeah. but it's it's a different kind of church now. So. Well, and it, it, rema- it remains a sacred space to to many of us. But yes, I understand the conflict there. Yeah. And well, I, I love the fact that you started as a children's theater because, as far as I'm concerned, for a theater artist, there is no better training absolutely. than trying to keep an audience of five year olds engaged and quiet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was teaching um, improv workshop at the Practicon, uh, the pre conference here. And, uh, you know, I really love, and I come from a background of, uh, I enjoy improvisation and stuff like that. And there was a picture I was showing of uh, Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, and John Candy 
uh, doing a touring children's theater show. John Candy's skinny kid with long hair, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were doing a children's theater show. And it was like, yeah, this is the way you do it because it yeah. just, you're on stage constantly. So you learn in yeah. front of people. God, it's like, it just occurred to me now. It's like, we used to have vaudeville where you cut your yeah. teeth and now it's children's theater. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff, our shows, we try to make sure that we're not talking down to kids and we're also trying to, to make sure that the adults are having fun, too, because they drive the cars to get everybody there, so we want to make sure they're having a good time. <laughs> so uh, our stuff is largely informed by um, old Looney Tunes and uh, Danny Kay movies and the March Brothers and stuff like that. We studied all that stuff really, really hard in the early days. All the greats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and if I'm understanding the history correct, you started in children's theater, but then there became a, a Shakespeare component, a, like a live Shakespeare in the park? Yeah, I mean, I loved Shakespeare. It was one of the things I came on to when I was in high school. I, I was really turned on by Saturday Night Live and by Derek Jacoby's Hamlet, which was mm. in the Shakespeare place. So I knew I loved that, but it wasn't the first thing we were going to do. Right. What happened was the city refurbished a park, and there was this great old bandshell called the Ralph Felzer Memorial Bandshell. And they called all the arts groups up there and said, what can you do with this? And everybody was like, the dancers were like, well, it's a concrete floor. We can't do it because it'll give us shin splints and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, i got some buddies around. We can do a six-person minimal mid midsummer. So we brought him in, and my friend uh, Tommy Hensel, who was down at the Shakespeare Theater in Washington, came up to direct it, and he was like, oh, we will not be doing minimal. We're going to do a full thing. Cool. And, and so we had a $200 budget, and we had to fill up this gigantic band shell. So we modernized it. We set uh, the, the forest in a junkyard. <laughs> this junk is free. Uh, the, the city um, didn't give us money, but they gave us a giant dump truck, and a city driver, and we went around during you know the day when everybody brings out their their rubbish, uh -huh. and we built this whole thing. We loaded 22 tons of dirt because they were building a playground. We put 22 tons of dirt on the stage, and we made this gigantic forest, you know, and stuff. Cool. And it was yeah. So <laughs> and did the, and did the reviews inevitably go? The Harrisburg's Midsummer is garbage. <laughs> no, they didn't actually. That was that was actually our biggest um, audience because we only ran for um, two weeks. Then we run for four. Mm. So everybody came out. So there was a, uh, I think it was 1,500 people. They were up on the hill one night. And when we went from Athens, which was a giant curtain, we spent our $200 on a big black curtain that would cover the band shell. Oh. And then, wow. And then when you went from Athens to the, the outside, the curtain raised, and they had no idea that it was back there. And we got a standing ovation for the scene change from from Athens to, <laughs> to, to going out in the forest. It was great. It, and it was a very rock and roll theme because, you know, I was 27 and really into alternative music and stuff. So for me, the beginning of the Harrisburg Shakespeare Company is um, the replacements have a song called Anywhere is Better Than Here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and it starts off with this scream, this... Ah! And into a bass. Dum, dun, dun, dun. And that was how we went in. And I was like, yeah, that's the beginning of... The that's the beginning of the company is Paul Westerberg screaming at the top of his lungs. Children's theater is great training for actors. How was um, a children's theater aesthetic, you know, scenically, uh, uh, per performance-wise, how did that or did it influence your approach to Shakespeare? Or is it all the same? No, I would, I would say children's theater and the way we perform <laughs> it is much closer 
to Shakespeare. Then, you know, we do some modern classics. We, you know, we do Tennessee Williams and Arthur Miller and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, Children's Theater is much closer to Shakespeare because, you know, we're constantly breaking the fourth wall. There really is no fourth wall. It's not breaking it. It's just never there. Right, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's really... Uh, actors who are good at Children's Theater are really great at direct address and, you know, yeah. and knowing that the audience is more than half of the play itself. That's the yeah. That is really key. I remember describing early on when I joined the RSC that the, that I, in the best way, I thought that the Reduce Shakespeare Company was children's theater for grownups. Yeah. And I, I guess I would argue that that's Shakespeare full stop. The theatricality of it, like Shakespeare's language, requires a kind of lifted theatricality and physicality. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know, we did your show. As a bunch of us did your show, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, the the three guys were all trained in my children's theater company, and they they worked it out. They knew their shtick and stuff. Like that, I love that. I love that phrase. Knowing your shtick. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, well, and they knew the text too, which is the other component to doing our shows, or even to doing Shakespeare. Is you, it's you got to know your text. You got to be able to. The audience has to know that. Oh wait, these guys could do Shakespeare for real if they wanted to. Yeah, abso yeah. absolutely. We actually got to that place in your show. Well, I, I'll tell you. So I went to see it in, uh, down in Lancaster at Fulton Opera House. Mm -hmm. so me and the rest of the company went to see some other people doing it, uh -huh. and they got to the part about uh, uh, about. Uh, King John, and they were like, does, you know, does anybody here know King John? And all of us were like, yeah, we do, we love it, you know, <laughs> and stuff. And so then they brought me, and they're like, all right, th these assholes, oh, these assholes, we're gonna, we're gonna get them for being such smart asses. So we'll bring them up, and they made me the ego, right? Yeah, sure. So I'm like, I got up on stage, and the guys like put me, he's like, this guy's the ego, and he's standing, and, and, I, and I just went, <clears throat> you are standing in the ego's light. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so you know what we would do if we got an ego like you on stage? We would go, oh, all right, sir, fine. And we would literally leave the stage and go to the, go to the lobby. <laughs> you want the stage? Fine. Hello, this is Russell Lees, author of Nixon's Nixon. And you, my friend, are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company's podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We're still the remote Shakespeare company, but unfortunately, because the Omicron variant spike has caused us to postpone our performances in Michigan and Missouri next week, and we'll probably have to postpone our performances in Pennsylvania in February. It looks like our Missouri performance will at least be scheduled for September of 2022, so that's encouraging. Check out the touring page at our website, reducedshakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed, at Reduced, for all the latest information. And now back to my conversation with Clark Nicholson, who, along with his wife, Executive Director Melissa Nicholson, is the co-founder and artistic director of the Gamut Theater in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. There's the fun artistic side of running the Gamut Theater. Yeah. What, are, what, are the, what, are, what are the challenges? I mean, not just the COVID challenges, because we're all going through that, but you, you, you've built your own space. You're, how old is the company now? It's, it's 28 rolling into 29 years. So coming up on 30 years, and um, you know, you've built the space, you've had to fight for grants, you've had to get audiences, you've had to survive during COVID. What's all that been like? Um, it's been it's been tough, but you know, I mean, we made it through, and it, you know, we've had different things in our history that have been sort of like tempering the steel, right? It's yeah. like this will either kill us or it'll make us stronger. To be all Nietzsche about it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, who killed himself, by the way? 
<laughs> yeah, don't let's forget that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the biggest challenge for me as artistic director and running the different branches of it because we have TMI Improv, we have the Children's Theater, we have um, we, we have the Shakespeare, uh, is I'm sort of the, 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 the goofy playmate in charge, but sometimes being in charge means it's harder to play. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, you know, listen, I'm HR right now, you know, yeah. clean up your dressing room, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's go be silly together. Yeah, right. That, that, that's kind of hard sometimes. Yeah, when we have new actors uh, joining the company and I'm on tour with them, I, the, the thing I like the least is or, or hate the most is being on stage knowing that that guy is too far down stage you know or too or in the wrong position or this is the note i have to give um the people replacing reed on the road for me um th they're never going to come at me as hard as reed does so i always have to say i know you know i'm the playwright yes i, I technically i'm your boss but you really have to bring it yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. really have to scold me and put me in my place <laughs> <laughs> on stage. Well one, of, well, one of the first things that we did before we even started the Shakespeare Company proper was we were doing Shakespeare spoofs, like one play at a time mm. for street theater. Oh, and yeah. we, we right. went out to a lot of you know local municipal festivals yeah. and all over. And uh, one of the one of the dynamics we put together was basically there was the one pedantic jerk and the three goofballs, and the pedantic jerk would like try to show you how to do it correctly and then three goofballs would make him explode you know yeah and so i got to play the pedantic jerk a lot <laughs> and then uh, we get off stage and they were still playing me as the pedantic jerk and i'm like no we're not on stage okay <laughs> I, I i wrote myself to be that pretentious asshole but I'd be, we're off stage now so let's just right <laughs> and, and, and we write these roles for ourselves because we recognize our, uh, the, that small smidge of pedantic jerk in ourselves oh, yeah. that we can exaggerate yeah absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and I hear people crying all over the world in the listenership. Exaggerate? Not by much. <laughs> um, um, how special is it to finally be back bringing, bringing the entire Sta universe uh, to Harrisburg? Well, on the first night of the conference in the Practicon, we did one of our first shows because we were doing five plays, five nights, five bucks, right? So yeah. everybody can come. Um, uh, one of our actors and uh, playwright, and actually one of the dudes was in your show, uh, David Zayas, uh, he's Hispanic, uh, and he wrote a play called I Don't Speak Spanish, mm. um, which was about what it's like to be a you know, person of Spanish descent in, in the United States who's lost that facility. Yeah. So he did this play on the first night, and uh, the house was sold out on a Monday night, first time we've had a full, complete house, all, all 130 seats filled, I mean, 230 seats filled, um, and uh, full house, standing ovation on a Monday night, you know, and so it was all over, David standing on the side, I was like, go on the stage, take a bow, and he was like, no, I'm not, and so I physically took him and threw him out on the <laughs> stage, I was like, Monday night, standing O, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now, you're bowing, yeah, <laughs> god damn it, good for you, yes, I'm going to physical, physically assault you now for the moment, but I'm going to take you on stage <laughs> right. so you can get a bow for it, right. Um, that's astonishing. Yeah, it's a it's a last time we were all together for Star was Dallas two years ago. The attendance is down this year, but it's a it's an incredibly um, uh, I mean, it's, attendance is down this year because many people just are in situations where they can't afford to risk coming here. Yeah, there's not many people from outside the country that are here. It's just some Australians. Yeah, and, uh, but largely they couldn't come because they're afraid they wouldn't be able to get back in their country. 
Yeah, 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 and even even some of my, our friends from the West Coast yeah. of just going, I don't want to be in a plane that long, which yeah. I totally get. Um, but it's an incredible. It's a there's a bunch of new members this year, mm-hmm. a bunch of new faces, which is really exciting because I think that's. That's the only thing that makes Shakespeare exciting. Yeah. Is seeing new people do it. The old, the same old white guys doing it? Yeah. Speaking as one? Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. tired of seeing myself. Yeah, we we've we, we, we've had plenty of quality time and now we need to share it, right? Yeah. Right? But yeah. yeah, a lot of new people and uh you know, some of my best friends in the world are at this conference and I would tell you 100% that if we weren't members of this conference, we probably would have folded a long time ago. And that's largely because, you know, when you're in a city like Harrisburg, yeah, it's the capital of Pennsylvania, but it's a very small city. And you start this thing and you think, well, you know, I'm just alone. and I'm a pebble in the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, nobody, nobody knows what I'm doing. And then you find out, oh, no, these are all my family come together and we can exchange, you know, ideas and give each other support. And so that's been what carried me through. And so all the new faces coming, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that they feel included, which is sometimes a challenge because we're such good friends and we only see each other once a year for a few days. Right. That we end up together in groups, and 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 I think some of the new people sometimes are like, uh, I don't know those people. So we're trying to make a real concerted effort to pull people in and go, get that guy in here and let's see what he's up to. So from a young, energetic, twenty-seven-year-old who knows everything, now you are an elder statesman. How does it feel? <laughs> oh, uh, I, I I love it. It's great. You know, I mean. Ten years in, uh, I told my wife I was I was off to Chicago because for me, um, Chicago was the Holy Land because I was such a, a fan of, um, of of Second City and improvisation and you know all those great people. So we were going to do a little bit of time here and leave. Uh, and then Melissa saw a thing that she really wanted to do, and she was like, "Okay, well, have fun in Chicago, and let me know how it's going." <laughs> and uh, but then she came up, but she was playing Mark Antony and. And uh, Caesar and I was running tech, and I was like, "Okay, when we put this show to bed, I'm in the car." And she was looking really ill when I, she went on, and I was like, "Are you okay? Do you have a cold or something?" She was like, "No, um, I am pregnant." <laughs> and and I said, "What?" And I found out that you know she was going to have my daughter, who now works for me. She's my, my my daughter's <laughs> my, my my daughter's uh, 26, mm-hmm. and she's our PR manager and everything but that that made me know I can go visit Chicago but we're doing we're doing a thing here and that's the thing that I'm doing and so I love it and I'm here in Harrisburg and I am famous for yards around <laughs> That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. You can find out more information about Harrisburg's Gamut Theater by going to gamuttheater.org. That's theater with an R-E. Then send us your garbage Shakespeare via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, the Shakespeare. Experience.com. Thanks as always to improvising Shakespearean Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Laura Sagan. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Russell Lees, the author of the play Nixon's Nixon, and my great old friend since the 1980s. 
Russ died from a sudden heart attack on January 4th, and Dee and I are devastated. He was a hugely talented writer, a devoted father, an incredible intellect, and a seriously silly giggler. We miss him horribly. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 788, 2364ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Clark, from uh, from one pedantic jerk to another, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, man. I've enjoyed your, your, your shtick for years, bud. <laughs> this podcast is a production of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.